Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence? I think this is... We can blame 2016 on Leo. I mean... Blame everything else on him. He lives a great life, I gotta say. Like, if you, if you randomly search... Leonardo DiCaprio, and then like the news filter in Google, it's just him at a beach somewhere. It's like, what? He's a fascinating human being. I love Leo. How do you think this okay, year stacks up to, to 2008 or 2009, whatever it was, when like MJ died and Patrick Swayze died, you know? This year's worse. Yeah. Because more people, more important people, too. Hmm. I mean, Michael Jackson's important to a lot of people, but I would wager that Carrie Fisher is more important to most people. You know, let's see. 2009, Pat Hingle, Jim, Commissioner Gordon from the Tim Burton movies, Batman movies, Farrah Fawcett, Ted Kennedy, uh, Michael Jackson, the Swayze, Bay Arthur, Billy Mays, obviously. So, oh, 20, I forgot about Billy Mays. 2009 is by far the worst, the worst year because we lost Billy Mays. Man. I guess you can say that Billy, Billy Mays is no longer here. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> What do I buy now? Like I, do, I just, I just want. Like, who do I aimlessly. buy from? Is more important. Like, who am I supposed to? Uh, yeah. Trust. I'm just, I just wander aimlessly throughout stores looking for somebody with a very thick head of hair and a thick beard to just scream <laughs> at me and tell me what to buy. Nothing's. Ha- I haven't bought anything in seven years. That's so. It's been a long time. Yeah. I'm just gonna keep this. I've been rolling for a minute, so this is gonna be the beginning of the episode. Oh, great. <laughs> Whatever. Love it. It's uh, not worse than our um, mattress <laughs> tangent with Fantastic Beasts, which is my favorite. A lot, lot to say about mattresses. That's for sure. That that, that is not a conversation that will die with 2016. I believe you spend most of your time on a mattress. So that, you spend at least a third of your life on a mattress. You know, that's all there is to it. Somewhere, well, a little over a third. I, don't know. I would love to get like my, my life stats of time I've spent sleeping. Me too. Because obviously, as a baby, really sad. Because from what I assume, like as a baby, you sleep a lot, and then as a like when you're later in your life, you don't sleep as much. You know, like so I feel like inverse parabola. Uh, what's called parabola? Sure, why not? Because you start off sleeping a lot, and then when you're a kid, you don't sleep a lot because you hate it. True. And then, like now, I I, I love taking naps. I'm not I'm not as much of a nap guy. Because I just I feel so disoriented after I wake up, you know. I just come on the nap. If you take a good like twenty minute nap, then I see I can't do that. I don't know how people take like twenty minute naps. Like it's either I usually just go all out, you know. <laughs> I, don't, I try to space out my naps. Like summer naps are nice. Oh yeah, because you can beat the heat. Yeah, and also it's like some like you wake. It's like you wake up and it's still light out, but it's almost it's getting dark and it's just kind of cool. Yeah, it's already it's nine o'clock, but the sun is still out. Hmm. Let's talk about some movies. Yeah, we? but movies actually, before we do, right? yeah, Carrie Fisher though. Oh, what a bummer! Yeah, just how just the way to end the year, like Christ. Well, we got a few days left, so don't speak up too soon. It's the twenty eighth oh. as we record this, so twenty sixteen has got three days. <laughs> Who else to, like, is there? Please, no. I don't know. Probably some children's hospital will burn down. Who knows? Oh, Christ. Just, Leave it on a so, even more sour note. But yeah, it's just Carrie. Damn it. Obviously, Star Wars is very important to this podcast, so yeah. we're, we're very upset about it. And yeah. speaking for Josh, who's not here as well. Well, he wasn't going to be on the episode same. just overall. Be uh, you know, after the show that he put on at the company Christmas party, I think he needed to take a couple <laughs> of weeks off. <laughs> he just brought this ape plushie and just beat tried to beat me with it. It was weird. But Caesar he's... toy. Every time that he uh, he hits you with it, it screams, "No, <laughs> not a monkey!" <laughs> um, but no, he's he's doing well. He's on a little bit of a break, uh, away from any sharp objects. I hope. Um, <laughs> but he's good. He'll he'll be back very shortly because we've got a very exciting episode coming up next. I'm assuming we'll be talking about La La Land. Oh, I hope so. It's 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 starting to expand. So that's the hope. Come to Ithacon Friday. Oh, wow, it's in Syracuse already. So I know, but I like but, Ithaca better. Oh, hmm, interesting. I, I found nobody, it. Uh, I like the theaters. Syracuse. My favorite theaters are the one where I don't have to interact with as many people. So I like I like Syracuse, but I don't know. 
Won't have to worry about that for long. Um, so yeah, Carrie Fisher. It sucks. It just kind of happened really quickly, and it's right around Christmas time. And Christmas is already Star Wars time now. So, and we just saw her at the end of a, of Rogue One. It's just I don't know. It sucks. It really sucks. That's <sighs> not really anything you can do about it. Mm. Yeah, I guess the the narrative going forward, as far as Star Wars goes, is how this works into the the new films and I'm sure Ryan Johnson and his crew are have a really tough task ahead of them and I wouldn't be surprised if they go back and readjust things for Well for wasn't eight. her stuff already uh, finished? Yeah, but like who know like you don't you have no idea what plot threads they've set up. Oh for they set up, nine. yeah. Yeah. It's like if you know, if they do a, kind of a cliffhanger ending with Leia and Luke as she's a Jedi or I I don't know. I don't know. You know. What are we going to do then? But he's, yeah. The only good thing to come out of this, I guess, is that they, at least they have a year to, like, get things taken care of. To figure it of. out, yeah. Yeah. But it's unfortunate. We'll miss you, Princess. She was, uh, she was one she of a kind. A special was, lady. Yeah. Nobody liked Carrie Fisher. And just, hmm. Though easily the best Twitter follow, no matter, oh, no doubt. absolutely. Like, she just, her mind is just so intricate and layered i love it it's, it's so hard to follow but it's it's hilarious yeah she uses just she's probably her the most emoji liberal, game is strong the most liberal user of emojis on on twitter In the world yeah basically. i don't even say just twitter yeah i know I, I i especially love it when older people like outside of the millennial age pick up and absolutely dominate twitter that makes me really happy <laughs> uh yeah, we'll miss you, Carrie. We'll miss you, Princess. It's, it sucks. It sucks. But let's move on, if we can, to some films. Uh, just like we did at the end of summer, they're just these little you know nibs and knobs that we've either talked a little bit about or haven't it's talked all, at it's all, all about. separately. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just gonna kind of lay down the groundwork because I don't, I don't know about I can't speak for you, of course, but none of the movies that I were I'm talking about today are like end of the year this is going to be close to my top 10 kind of a thing like they're all I just... wouldn't say so no okay what movies am I that I've seen okay um yeah absolutely not closest might be lion but yeah. it's not going to make there's only one movie that's currently near my top 10 but um, it's nocturnal animals it is um actually you know what I'm going to make that private from now on Ooh. uh <laughs> so but but there are some Little things uh, here and there that I think are are worth talking about, and like we said, this is this is we're in just because of this is how it's the year is structured. I guess is that Christmas and uh, New Year's Oscar and stuff are both on weekends. Time. Oh, I was just saying they're oh, both on too. weekends, so we have this little in between area that's just kind of awkward, <laughs> you know. Um, yes. So yeah, so we'll talk about some little things. So starting off in alphabetical order, Cody, you recently saw. Assassin's Creed, and that was it actually going to be this episode, but TBH, I just couldn't pull myself to to okay. buy that ticket. You didn't miss much. Okay, talk about it. What's um? You know. So, I think it came out last. Uh, was it, what was our last top five list? Oh jeez, was uh, it actors and actresses? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yes, because it came out. Michael Fassbender is my favorite actor, mm-hmm. and it. So he was by far the best part of that movie. He was great in it, as far as I could tell. The character he was playing, he seemed kind of just mad at the world, which makes sense because of his character in the film. Also same. I mean, movie. It's not yeah. a film. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, burn. It's uh no. It was just there's a lot of setup for. They think they're getting a sequel, and I'm not sure they're getting a sequel. Oh no way. This cost. They tried to. Um, make this like the first game but kind of failed because it's not anything like the first game yeah cody budget at 125 million that's without advertising and current box office at 36 and a half. Oh boy but fortunately for the studio 20th century fox uh deadpool came out this year so so he might which was which had a 50 million dollar budget and made like 90 billion so they're fine I'm glad the studio's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and we, probably some people getting either 
laid off or fired because of this, which is they should. Oh, and they've got nine more Avatar like, movies. I'm not saying right. it's like the worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah. It was pretty decent. It was fun to watch. And the CG was good. I really liked the way they reworked some of the stuff in the games. Did you ever play them? Uh, I did, but I'm bad at video games, so I didn't get that far. Well, the main mechanic, you know how it's the Animus and you're going back in time that way? Yeah. I really liked the way they did the Animus in this movie instead of the game. So in the game, it's just the thing you get plugged into. Mm-hmm. And then it's like watching it on TV. But in this movie, it's like this big mechanical arm. And the person's actually living the memories. And it's just it's really cool. I really enjoyed it. Hmm. That aspect. But it just is long. It wasn't long. It felt long. I mean, it, it was all right. It was just generally okay. I wouldn't recommend anybody to go see it unless they have a time to kill or get in for free. So would you say that you're a, a Creed fan? Like Assassin's Creed, not the greatest band ever. Um, I can take you higher. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. I can take you higher. If that That's movie is ever on sale for $5 in a bargain bin, I'll probably buy it. Okay. That's, That's where I'm at in my life. Was there any specific... Was there a sequence or anything that was memorable, or was it just... Every time they went back to the Spanish Inquisition was awesome. Did They They didn't make any jokes about that, did they? No, they did not. That's stupid. I'm kind of glad. How do you not? That... Just how do you I not mean, make a joke Not everybody's that. seen Monty Python. They're just going <laughs> to... I know, I just... They don't I... want to alienate everybody. I just feel like Monty Python has ruined that. Because, like, the Spanish Inquisition, as you and I both know, and some, a lot, I'm sure plenty of people out there, is actually, like, a really interesting and kind of cool thing. But Monty Python made it so funny, and now you just can't use it seriously anymore. Nobody expects it. Yeah, it's just completely out of left field, totally <laughs> unexpected. You know, um, that's so funny. Um, so Assassin's Creed didn't live up to the hype. No, I there wasn't see, much I, hype there to begin with, though. Yeah, not according. It lived to our, up to that hype. I was a, looking forward. Not according to us, apparently, because oh, we yeah, all thought was it was going to be good. Oh, yeah, that was my top one, wasn't it? Something like that. I was that. very excited for that movie. Yeah, so was I. I, I, I blindly just, like, oh, Fassbender, Cruzel, and... Um, let me say, at least I had a good movie reason to think this was going to be good. Because, like, this is basically yeah. the same team from Macbeth and last year. Actually, uh-huh. you you saw it, so you kind of had a good reason. I did, yeah. Like, Josh, Josh should have known better. Should have known better. They were both fine. Yeah. Marianne Colliar and... Like, uh, Michael Fassbender, they were both great. Big step down from Macbeth, though. Oh, absolutely. But I would love to see that Macbeth was in modern English because it was really hard to follow. Yeah. But I'm also... Or Star Wars American. English. I just think that's a great story. But anyway. Uh, how what grade would you give uh, Assassin's Creed? Give it a five. Okay. Middle of the road. A lot, lot higher on it than, uh, than the masses. Good for you. Good for you. All right. Uh, last... Yesterday, I, I went and saw Fences. You were this know, about this movie? I know of it. I don't know what it's about. I know it's Oscar bait. Yeah, it kind of is. Um, it's a Denzel Washington picture. It's apparently his third movie that he's directed. I was he not aware that he directed. I didn't know he directed that. Yeah, I didn't know he directed one. Apparently, one of them was he's apparently directed The Great Debaters, ha, huh? and then something else. So. I don't know. It caught me by surprise. Something else. Oh uh, shoot! I don't remember what it's called. It's like a. It's nothing that crazy. Nothing I'm sure good. It's the taking of Felon One Two. Oh three. no, Antoine Fisher. The fuck is that? Exactly. It's a biographical drama about Antoine Fisher. Oh, of course. Who is Antoine Fisher? Oh, Great he's question. A, oh, he's a naval dude. He was like in this in the navy apparently. All but right. Way to go. Way to go, Good Denzel. job. Wikipedia. Way to tell that story. Um, Proud of you. But uh, Fences is a, an adaptation of a play that uh, premiered, I think, back in the 80s with James Earl Jones in the lead role, which was kind of cool. Kind of kept imagining what he would have been like. And the best way I can say this, I can put this, is like it's Death of a Salesman, but a million times better. Because fun fact about me, 
there is almost no piece of media or storytelling or whatever that I despise more than Death of a Salesman, especially the movie version with Dustin Hoffman. What is so bad about it? I just hate everyone in that play, and it drives me bananas. Huh. Like especially, I've never like, watched it. I've read it once, but I've never actually like watched it be performed. Yeah, I, I watched it in school a long time ago, and um, and I hated it. And then the other day, I was just kind of – it was like 11 o'clock. I just come home from work, and I was just scrolling through uh, t- the TV looking for something to watch. And I, and I found it playing, so I watched a little bit of it to see if I was just being – you know, a nineteen-year-old punk, or if I actually hated it, and I really hate it. Uh, huh. It's like no, that surprised me because um, I really like Arthur Miller. Like the Crucible is one of my favorite plays. No, no, I agree. I just think the the character of Willie Loman is just so awful, and he's just like he's just such a blowhard. And I don't like he just lives in this alternate kind of reality of where. He's a success, and his sons are his successes, and just the acting is bad, and it's just an annoying movie. And I, so it, it, if but, the acting was good, would you have liked it more? No, because I just don't think you can make that character at all likable, just because he's so just stupid, really, Oof. and just so delusional. I just don't care for that. I don't doesn't, and it's not just he's the everybody's a good character. Like he's the least awful of all the characters in that movie. And just the dialogue and the whole setup and how it's like, this is like the American dream, yo. And I'm just like, shut up, please. Um, I just I just cannot stand Death of a Salesman. And this was like that, except better because of Denzel. Like, he's he played a, a sort of Willie Loman. Okay. I'm kind of actually surprised that this was written because the similarities are so kind of obvious, but Denzel plays a Willie Loman, except he kind of, he's like a supervillain almost, and it's just, and he's just this kind of, he's just this dick, <laughs> and I don't know, I don't think it's, it's, if I were to have an Academy Award ballot, first of all, I don't even know what that would look like, because I don't, I think this is a kind of a weak year for performances, but um, he might get an, uh, a spot for me, you know, but... Uh-huh. It wasn't like it wasn't eye opening, I guess. Just basically because of Death of a Salesman. It's just they're like it's I don't know, like a broken record. Do you think so I'd similar. really like it? I've never since I've never seen Death of a Salesman, I have no opinion of it. Um you, would you like fences? Would you like fences? Probably probably, but I don't think it's something you would like it'd be worth to seek out. It's not something to go bananas over. Don't spend the money. Well, see, I I would say spend the money if you want to because I like supporting movies just like this even even if it's something I don't it doesn't look like I'm interested in and going to be interested in and going to really remember. I still do like to show it that support because it's, you know, it's important to not just watch the suicide squads of the world. Um, uh-huh. Watch indie movies. Yeah, indie movies are important and so they're some of my favorites, especially this year, so I paint it forward, I suppose. Um, but I think this, this does have an audience if you like Denzel, basically, cause it's his show. Like he's the driving force behind this movie. And if you like plays, cause it's basically like, it's based on a play. So the movie is a play and I like theater. I, I enjoy them. I, I see more plays than, or I see more musicals than plays, but I want to change that, uh, Oh, straight plays are some of my favorite thing in the world. Yeah, like there's this play. I don't know if it's still going on. I know they're make. I know the movie's coming out um, pretty soon. But there was a play with Jeff Daniels on Broadway called Blackbird. Oh no! Where he play like it's it's like a drama. I don't want to say too much about it, but it's just I've really been interested in checking out stuff like that. Um, but oh, this man. is oh, I want to see that now. Yeah, I th- there's a movie coming out at some point. He's such a good performer. I mean, oh yeah, Steve Jobs is basically a play. Let's get serious. No, no, no. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of what I mean. Is like that's it is the move. Fences is a lot like if you like Steve Jobs, you'll probably like that, um, just because they're structured similarly. Bunch of dialogue too. All dialogue, dialogue. And this isn't that bad. It's pretty good, but it's no Sorkin though. Here, here's my main problem with dialogue in movies, especially dramas. Is like, <laughs> I just feel like sometimes people like. Um, 
people don't talk like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, in, in people don't speak in these long, rambling things. People are a little bit more rough around the edges, where I think the strength of Sorkin is, even though his dialogue is, like, super, super awesome, it still is kind of real. It's, it's still... Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. You can tell, like, he, he writes a very stylized... He writes for... He writes smart people, and I feel like writes, that's kind of yes, how that, smart people true. talk. You know? I don't know. I don't know any smart people. Yeah, so. me neither, unfortunately. I know, I know a mildly... <laughs> Never mind. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I don't know. Fences is good. It's like, if you like plays, if you like Denzel, then you would enjoy it. Um, but just kind of know what you're getting into. That he is his character is kind of sneaks up on you because he's a total dick, but he's also not. Um, and it's just it's a good movie. But I would probably yeah. give it a seven. But I, I do bad. think it could get some. Act- I think it could probably get a best picture, best director, best actor, best actress, and not win any of them. I feel like it's going to be that <laughs> kind of a movie. That's a you know. Also, I just not looked it up. So, funny. the play that Jeff Daniels is in called Blackbird. It's a movie called Una. Now it's being renamed to Una. Don't know why. Blackbird's good. It stars Ben Mendelsohn. Okay. Rooney Mara. All right. And Riz Ahmed. Oh my God. Yeah. It apparently came out. It, it played at the Telluride Film Festival in September. How to do? Yeah, only ninety-four minutes long. Wow. It's got an eighty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. No word on a, a wide release, but um, I think that's gonna be a cool. Movie. Yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah, I mean Ben Mendelsohn just overall. I'll, I'm just gonna kind of. He's one of those actors where you're just gonna have to watch for the next ten years, something like that. Um. All right. So that's Fences. Next movie is Lion, Cody. You saw this. We're trying to talk a little bit that about last it. Last night, it was pretty good. I um, it's a secret that not many people know that I actually really like Dev Patel as an actor. I think he's great. I don't know why it's a secret, but no one's ever asked. That's why people don't know. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> You're really low key about your no. Dev I think Patel. he's great, and he gave the best performance I've ever seen him give. In really? This movie. Yeah, he was great. And um, I mean, the story was fine. It went a little bit slow. So what's it? A, what's what's it about? So this kid, he lives in like rural India, and he needs to uh, work. In order to help support his family, he and his brother do that. His brother's name, uh, shit, what was his brother's name? It's like Gadap Rikudeep. Mm-hmm. I'm not being racist, that's actually what his name was. <laughs> the main character's name is Saru. Okay. And, um, let me see if I can find his name right now. Let's don't. Saru. Saru? Yeah. Saru. Interesting. Um,. Let's see. So, what's real good about this movie? Wait, what was I saying? One second. I'm, I'm going to kill myself if I can't figure this out. <laughs> okay. Um, what was his name? Everyone loves you. It's okay. It's okay. Gadoo. His name was Gadoo. So, and if you see the movie, you'll know that because they yell his name about 50,000 times throughout the course of the film. This movie's a film, by the way. And. Good to know. Good to know. So, he's a. Uh, they're they're going out to work and at a train station to find work. They uh, get separated. He, uh, the little one Saru goes and uh, takes a nap while his brother goes off to find work, and his brother never comes back. The dude never comes back, and Saru walks onto a train. And mm-hmm. after that, he gets locked onto the train and is in the train for two days and travels sixteen thousand or sixteen wow sixteen hundred kilometers from home. So he's super lost, and then he's super homeless, and then finds his way to a uh, an orphanage, gets adopted by Nicole Kidman. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and well, that's um, nice of her. Yeah, that was re- it was real nice of her. <laughs> and then after that, um, it skips forward 
he he gets an adopted brother also from India and just does crazy wild no they don't do anything crazy in wild just after a while he's starting to get unhappy because he doesn't know where he comes from he gets reminded of his home after he worked so hard to forget it basically mm-hmm. so he's just upset and he's trying to find his house like where he's from super bad and it gets crazy Rooney Mars in that movie too plays his girlfriend and it's just him trying to find home and the side effects of his journey Hmm. because it's hurting himself because he's obsessed with it it's hurting his mom and his relationship it's just pretty drama filled but it was real good I enjoyed it a lot but it was long. It felt really long. It was really slow. Yeah. But it had some of the best cinematography I've ever seen in a movie. By Greg Frazier. Apparently he... he's super good. Let's see. Let Me In, that's a good one. Zero Dark Thirty, Foxcatcher, Rogue One. Okay, that, that explains it. He did Rogue One. Yep. Oh, wow. Good for him. He's having a good year. Like, I was, uh, I so watched what, that. What is I watched more... the I watched Sorry. The Revenant the other day. Yeah. And do you remember the cinematography in that movie? Yeah. It's the only thing worth remembering in that movie. Well, Fear one of three was... things worth remembering in that movie. It Leo was... Tom Hardy the other. Just as good as that. Mm-hmm. Donald Gleason is also good in that movie. Oh, yeah. It's true. Well, Will Poulter, too. The acting in that movie's great. I should just... That movie's good. Out. I don't know why you're trying to make it seem like you don't like it, just because uh, What's-His-Face directed it. Yeah, well, his direction's annoying. It was fine. <laughs> it wasn't. It was obnoxious, but whatever. <laughs> okay, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> okay. Um, happened after that. Anything? Well, um... It's just yeah. No, it has some of the best cinematography I've seen in a while, and I I recommend it. It was, it was good. Okay. Uh, I give it a seven. Any. Academy Award, maybe. I think Dev Patel might get nominated. Okay. And I hope he wins. Did he have like an Oscar scene, or was he? Was it just I mean, like I strong was throughout? One, I think there was one Oscar scene, but he was strong throughout the entire movie. Okay. Is, I I would suggest seeing it if you have time to see it. Hmm. Give it the old watcheroo. I'm probably gonna wait uh, for home media on that one if I yeah, check it out at all. Nothing against it. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. But I hate it. Does does the title mean anything? Yes. Okay. Um, do you want me to tell you? Sure. Spoilers for Lion, everybody. Um, he's been pronouncing his name wrong. His name is actually Seru, S-E-H-R-U, and it means Lion. Oh, well, that's not a that's spoiler. It. It's a spoiler. It's the last thing they tell you in the movie. Okay. Well, I'm just saying it so, doesn't ruin the movie. It doesn't for affect me. the movie at all. No, okay. you're right. All right, that's 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 nice. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about like how movies are titled. To be honest with you, like I feel like that's a very underrated uh, idea. But hmm. like fences, for instance, is very symbolic, you know, because like they actually build a fence in the movie. But like Whiplash, that's uh, that makes sense. From a yeah, metaphorically, but not like a well. Well, it's named after a piece of music, but like I was expecting. Actually, the car accident. You could argue that. There's the whiplash. You got it. Oh wow. Hmm. I'm gonna th- I'm gonna be thinking a lot about that. Very interesting. Except for Alien. That's just that's like great movie. Pretty lame title. Just saying. Well, <laughs> it just it makes sense. Yeah, it's straight to the point, no doubt. But it's just like Alien. And aliens don't even get me started. That's lazy. Oh, that's that is lazy. So predators. All right, so James, uh, we really like this. We really like this script. We like uh, the script. What do you want to call it? Alien. Wait, did you say alien? We already have an alien. Well, with alien, this is the movie. It's, it's the sequel to. Um, but alien? there's there's more than there's one alien. S- so there's a bunch of aliens in this one. Oh my God, James, you're that's a genius. Why we're, call- why we're call- I don't know why he's George Lucas. But... <laughs> <laughs> he's a dick, though. Fuck James Cameron. He's a fine director. He's okay, but like total dick. Really, he's all he is all flash and no substance. That isn't he an explorer? <laughs> he's raising the bar, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> I just watched a James Cameron movie. I found today, the so. bar. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Okay, so let's talk a little bit more at length on a movie that we've mentioned before, but it's looking more and more like this is going to be a big player at the Academy Awards, so I figured we might as well take some time yeah, just to uh, chat about it. Moonlight. Ugh. This year's Boyhood. Ugh. Yeah. It's fine. I I did not like this movie. Not at all? No. What I mean, about it didn't you like? This was all right. I couldn't relate to this movie at all. Mm-hmm. Turns out I'm not a gay black man. Mm-hmm. So fooled me, but whatever. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to trick you for all these this year, <laughs> year and a half. Um, no, it's just I I couldn't relate to it, and the scenes were just kind of there. There was just performances were really strong. Right. Especially that guy from the beginning, his surrogate dad. I don't yeah, remember yeah, what he he's good. He's really good. He was real good. Just uh, other than that, the movie was just kind of. Do you want to hear what about my conspiracy theory with this movie? Sure. I think that this is just Hollywood and like sort of the movie audience in general overcompensating for Oscar so white and just like losing our minds over a good. Like, I think what I think is a perfectly fine good movie. Just to seem like, oh, no, we love diversity and stuff, when that may not 100% be the case. But mm-hmm. I, it just seems like a knee-jerk kind of thing, where it's like, oh, they're just latching onto the first, I don't know, just not full of white people, but good movie that they can find, you know? There's been a couple of those movies, haven't there? Yeah. I mean, Fences is one, right? Yeah, like, I, just, I don't know, it just... Because these movies, for the most part, they were going to get made anyways, you know. Uh-huh. So it's not like it's not like as a re- as a result of Oscar so white, we're just pumping out these movies like you know, like oh well, we're filling the void. It's like no, these were going to happen and come out a little well before the whole Oscars thingy, but now we're, everybody's just kind of going crazy for that for this kind of this kind of thing, uh-huh. you know. I don't know. It's just. It's a little conspiracy theory because I do think that people do overreact when they're especially when the race is called up. Yeah, especially movie fans. Like if if they're get if they get called out for maybe being not as open minded as they think they are, then they go a little wacko. Because I think uh-huh. it's a good movie, but like like I've said, it's it's just Boyhood, but with it is. <laughs> I mean, we've seen Boyhood, and I know it's just Boyhood. It's just Boyhood, and I like Boy. And I think on a technical level, Boyhood is much, much better. And not, I know, I know that I'm white, and this kid's name is Mason. I'm aware of that. <laughs> Main kid in the movie. I know we have the same name, but it just, I, don't, I just think that's a better, a better movie and better told story because this, in Moonlight, like everybody's just so closed off, you know. Everybody hates each other. Yeah, and like I, I like it especially in movies. I like it when people wear their hearts on their sleeves. And I think that's mm-hmm. that's what Boyhood does. Whereas this movie, it's just you're breaking down a lot of barriers, and that's that's perfectly fine. I just you know they just they some of the characters in this movie didn't feel like people. They felt like I don't know stereotypes. I don't, don't want to see. St- they no, his mom was just a drug person. I don't. That's not what they're called. I just felt like a lot of it a drug person, yeah. I just felt like a lot of it was forced. Like they need they made this character, you know, gay and black and I didn't feel like he gave any reason for that. I don't know. No. Just by who he was. It just felt like I said, it it felt forced to me. And if it goes out and wins best picture, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be mad by any means. I don't really have I won't be happy. I mean I it, mean but none of the other movies I mean we don't know what's being nominated yeah. yet. But from what it, but, from what it looks like, I'm not going to be really that passionate about any of the nominees in any in any way because I just I don't think the movies that I like this year, I like the most this year, are going to get. No, no, they won't. Yeah, I'm trying to think like, uh, don't think twice is going to get anything. No, everybody wants some won't. Hell, high water might, but oh, it's not I a, want that to win. Yeah, it's not going to be a. I don't. It's there's too much action. I don't. It, it the writing is on the wall that Moonlight's going to win, and I have no problem with that. That's fine. I have a big problem with that. <laughs> but I just felt like this movie was really, really forced, and they were just trying to do a hundred different things: the coming of age, the father son, the urban, the statement on urban life, the 
LGBT, and yeah, they all kind whatever. of got um, um oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, mm. When you water down, diluted. Yeah. You're trying to do too much. You can't do one thing right. Yeah, because it's not it's that obvious that the did, thing they did some things right. I guess I mean, not mm. saying it's a bad movie. Yeah, the thing they cared about it. the most was the sexuality part because that's sexuality and like friendship. I guess because that's what the movie ends on. So uh-huh. I was just like. Can we just stick to that? Focus you know? on that. <laughs> yeah. Like just we get it. I mean, you don't have to hammer at home that of class warfare or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he's living in a shitty situation. We got that the first time we saw his apartment. Yeah. But huh? <sighs> the Oscar does to me or whatever the Academy has to do to make themselves feel better. Yeah, basically I think that's what it's come down comes down to. And I from what I can tell, I haven't seen a lot of people that share Oh, yeah, it's like I like I guess I just think people are kind of doing the whole group think of like, uh, this is gonna be this is great, right? Yeah, it's great, everybody. Oh, oh okay, all right, yeah, this is a great movie. This like, is good. I gotcha. Yeah, I just feel that every once in a while I just get that feeling. They're like, okay, I think we're, I think we're all trying too hard to to agree when you know we don't have to. That's. The, it's like you're gonna hate me for saying this, but I feel like with Birdman, it's a very similar situation. That it's it was heralded as such a mind-bending piece of cinema that just nobody felt like taking a saying. Yeah, it was fine. See, I'm trying to keep things light now because I don't want to start an argument with you. That's okay. Because okay. I love that movie. I love that movie to the day I die. I think it's great, and it's all because of the way it's edited. I promise you. Mm. That's the reason I love it so much. I just hate the characters and the story and the direction. I mean. And the, How do you hate the direction? The direction was so perfect. Because it was... Here's my problem. That that movie, in hindsight, should have been a Steve Jobs kind of thing. Like an hour before showtime. Or an hour and a half before opening curtain. All hell breaks loose. And this guy is faced with everything that is thrown at him. But the movie takes place over like three days. And I just How felt cool like, would it have been if that movie was shot in real time? Yeah, sure. Because it's and at the end of the shot day, shot in real time and like that, uncut. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's not really that. I don't think it's that much of a an achievement, really. I think for as far as achievements go, Boyhood blew it out of the water because that was they were able to keep the tone and move the story along every year for twelve years. I think that's amazing. Whereas Birdman, it's just it's a play. It's a play with some somewhat clever ish editing. And the story that made me want to gouge my eyes out. You have to give it to the editing. You you can't even pretend that that's not incredible. Okay, well think of it this way: how many how many actual edits are there in this movie? Like three. Exactly. Like it's okay. That's the point. The performances too. Like I know you don't like Zach Galifianakis, or do you like him in that? Oh no, he's my favorite. Because he's probably the best part of that. But no, when I was when I was sitting in the theater watching that. When Emma Stone went on her Facebook rant, I about wanted to kill myself. <laughs> I came really close because she's like, "That's so shut up, you sh- just stop." And how it's like, it's all like the, that scene with the critic. Do you remember that in the bar? Yeah, <sighs> that was the most heavy-handed, pretentious thing I think I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> That's just me. That I cared. I care. N- don't care at all about Birdman. I really don't. All right, welcome back to the uh, Birdman cast. Uh, That's okay. That's okay. I'm glad if people enjoy. I, I like talking want... about this movie. I do too. Yeah. I I because I don't I don't hate it blindly. Like I have legitimate have reasons. reasons that I hate this movie, and I just like I I I've there's I have no real good reason to hate Mad Max, for instance. It's just a per- <laughs> it's a it's purely a personal preference thing. I just don't care for a lot of it. But with Birdman, I just, like, I really put my foot down. Like, no, there's really stupid, not really that good things about this movie. You know? Mm-hmm. I, well, I don't agree with them. I'll die for your right to say them. Okay. Welcome to America. America. Um, But, anyways, with Moonlight, it's kind of, it's it's along the same lines. I just feel like this is not, this is being judged as a, as more of a statement than a movie, you know? It's more political than creative, I guess. But what do I, what I, do I know? I, I mean, 
you know how I feel about white guilt movies, and that even though this isn't one, yeah, uh, I feel like it's. In the, I don't want to say it's in the same vein. But <laughs> by the way, disappearing act of the year goes to Birth of a Nation. Um, because <laughs> if you remember, like, turn the clocks back six months ago, and it was Everyone all you was super would hear. Stoked on it. It was like best. It was like the next twelve years of slave, basically, where it's like, oh, this is going to be best picture uh, lock. You know, Nate Parker's a superstar now. It's just like, but people. Can't hey, that movie. Break. That movie doesn't exist now, by the way, guys. Just like doesn't exist. It's not. That's actually not a movie. Um, never they unfilmed happened. it. Yeah. They went back and they shot the whole movie in reverse, and by the laws of physics, it just disappeared. You know, mm, poor me. I, oh, well. I think it's hilarious. Is it fair? No, possibly it's not. It's not fair. It's people should judge the movie on its own merit, not because of the guy. Yeah, but I still haven't seen it. But yeah. that's not pe- the reason I haven't seen yeah. it. How many people are you going to see come to the defense of Mel Gibson by saying like, "Oh, Braveheart's one of the best movies, really one of my favorite movies," which is fine, and then, but like destroy nate parker you know oh not that, not that what they did was equivalent and you know <laughs> at all yeah like bit. or maybe i don't know i haven't read up on it much so i apologize if i'm being an idiot but from what i know nate we parker wasn't acquitted or wasn't like arrested charged. yeah charged or whatever he didn't serve jail time is my point so i don't know what that says about people in- just in general system I don't know much about the case, unfortunately. I know more about Adnan Syed than uh, than Nate Parker. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just I just feel like people are kind of full of shit sometimes. And that's fine. I just you know I'm full of shit just as much as the next. We guy. all are. Just take a look at the past forty five minutes of us talking. <laughs> We're all full of shit. We're all full of shit. No. Um. So yeah, that's Moonlight. I would still. I can't remember what I gave it, but I I'll stick it with like a six, six and a half, something like that. I gave it two and a half on uh, two and a half stars. Okay, three and a half stars on um, Letterboxd. Okay, that's about a five. But now I'm thinking, I'm gonna give it a four. A four out of five? No, four oh, out of ten. Four out of ten. Okay, that's you know, that's okay. That's okay. Um. So next is a movie that only I have seen so far. It is Nocturnal Animals. I've heard very good things about. It's about it's about a family of raccoons. Like <laughs> it's about trash guy. pandas. Little trash pandas, you bet. Um, I really really liked it. Uh, <laughs> Amy Adams is having a very good year, if you ask me. Between this and Arrival, she's really, like, her 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 2016 movies are Nocturnal Animals, Arrival, and Batman v Superman, and I think she's done a good job of making people forget that she was in Batman v Superman. Which she shouldn't have to, because that movie is pretty cool. Yeah, it's a cool movie. I don't know. That's another thing people are full of shit on. Just... <laughs> that movie was not nearly as bad as everybody made it out no, to be. No, it's fine. It's, just, it's, it's a different interpretation, that's all. And just, I, by the way, I, I've come to peace. I don't. I think this is an issue with Batman v Superman. We're just going to cover the year as a whole. By the way, this is a very <laughs> loose, like I said, loose episode. I, I have come to accept the fact that in my life, I will never see a Batman movie as good as The Dark Knight. Like I just, I it's think not yeah. Once happen. people start doing that, they'll uh, be happy again. I know. Like if you accept that nothing is going to get better than The Dark Knight, stuff will be cool. There will be good Batman movies. There will be cool moments. There will be awesome villains. But from a creative standpoint, Batman Dark Knight is the the is the peak. It's the apex of Batman movies. Then it makes these movies much more enjoyable because you can just watch them as movies. You don't have to you can I can appreciate Batman v Superman because it's like, hey, I've seen this I've seen what, like five or this is like the, my seventh different Batman. This is you know, <laughs> It's not like this is the only one. one. It's not like this. It's not like the newest Batman completely bumps out every other one. It's yeah, just an yeah. It's not like the Christian Bale Batman's going anywhere. Yeah, he's he's there. He's he's got three movies. The Arkham Knight Batman's there. The animated series Batman's there. The best Batman. George you Clooney's mean? was who? <laughs> George Clooney's. Yeah. Oh, who? Yeah. Just let's just pretend that doesn't exist. Yeah. Just accept the fact that if if this is your opinion, I guess if you still if you still think a great Batman movie is yet to be made somehow, 
then fine, get worked up about not getting the best Batman, but just just accept it. This is as good as it's going to get. For now. Forever, I think. Forever. No no better Batman, I think, will come out in movie form. There, there'll probably be a, good, a, a great Batman in, like, TV or a video game or something like that. Give me 30 years and we'll get another Batman movie and we'll be good. Yeah. By the way, looking back, and this is this ties into Nocturnal Animals, I swear. Army Hammer should have played Batman. Is Army Hammer in that movie? Yeah, he is. I love this guy. I, I know, don't know. He was Lone I mean, Ranger. Ben Affleck was pretty good. No, yeah, he was fine. I just, for my money, I'd rather have seen Army Hammer. Or Josh Brolin would have been good, too. Yeah, not so much on that one. Really? Yeah, he's not, no diss to him, I just don't think he's, like, pretty enough. Because, <laughs> like, I could buy Ben Affleck because he's, like, he's pretty, you know? Army I mean, Hammer's Army Hammer, he doesn't have the right hair color, though. Yeah, he does. I thought he had blonde hair. Oh, no, I, I've only seen him in one movie. Yeah, no, he's, he has, well, he can dye his hair, and I think it's natural. Yeah, no, I saw him in, dark. um, the man from Uncle. Doesn't he have blonde hair in that? I think or it's, like, dumb? it's Dirty Blonde or something like that. Dirty but, Blonde. Dirty Blonde. Um, so yeah, just accept that Bat- Dark Knight's get the best, and then just chill, okay? Because like, like I said in my, <laughs> in my critically acclaimed movies need, people need to chill the fuck out about list on Letterboxd. <laughs> It's not It's not the best thing ever. It's not. It just isn't. Well, I still can't trust that list. It's not the best thing ever, ever and it's Dawn not... Dawn of Planet of the Apes is on there. And it's it, not terrible. Just not look for the extremes you. and then find the middle, and that's usually where the truth lies. And then Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice is right in the middle. It's entertaining. It's a different perspective. It's, it's different. That's all. Uh, speaking of Batman v Superman, I've just been listening to the uh, soundtrack this entire time. Mm-hmm. And the Wonder Woman theme just came up. I hate this theme. I still hate this theme. I gotta say though, like, it's so out of place. If you ask me to hum or like tell you or just vocalize well, in some form, theme is garbage in this movie. Oh yeah, no, it's terrible. If you ask me to hum or whatever a superhero theme since a non-Batman superhero theme since like the mid two thousands, New Superman and Wonder Woman are the only ones I could do. Oh no, New Superman is the best. Yeah, like. Oh, it makes me cry every time. You know, and then Wonder Woman's is the guitar. Like, it's that's, so that's I think, no matter what, DC they one step they got over Marvel is that their music the is a million is times better. On point. Because Marvel's is like boring, and it's just you know, trumpets. It's a placeholder. Like it's yeah. not even like real music. <laughs> this is really kind of pulpy movie it reminded me in some ways of uh pulp fiction huh yeah that just was how though it's very violent it is it's got an interesting structure to it and it yeah that's about it (laughs) i don't want to say i don't want to say too much because there isn't there's not like spoilers here but there is a lot that i think can be enjoyed just kind of seeing how this movie unravels, but there is some really okay. It's oh, let me say that it's a mix between Seven and Pulp Fiction. How about that? Oh boy, I really want to see this. Yeah, no, it, it's really good. I don't. I, I'll start off by saying I don't think it's going to get an Oscar. Probably any Oscars, maybe on a technical level or something, something like that. Just like an offshoot, but I don't think this is an Oscar movie. But it's really, really entertaining. It is palpably tense and I had a great time with it uh, as a manner of speaking those who've seen the movie will kind of understand my conflict I suppose so um, it's like um, I think I read on your, your letterbox review is like it's what you wanted uh, Girl on the Train to be I didn't write that that's good though somebody did I thought it was somebody did it's a good line yeah it's it's yeah, it kind of is what Girl on the Train should have been but Tom Ford is an excellent director. Apparently, he was a fashion designer beforehand, but now he makes movies. My dream. Whatever. Uh, he's kind of cool, <laughs> <laughs> and I I really like his eye. I think he's he approaches. I think he approaches fashion and film in very similar ways. Um, look, kind of for the. He's very. He look from what I've seen about his designs. He's very centered on mood, and that's this movie's ninety nine percent mood. And there's Michael Shannon is in it, 
and he's great. He's and always great. His character is one of my favorites of the year because he's like I don't I, I won't say anything more, but he's pretty awesome. Uh, Army Hammer's in it. Amy Adams is in it. She does. She's very good. Not as good of a performance as Arrival because she doesn't really do anything in this movie. <laughs> she just kind of reads and just hangs out and sits on her couch and doesn't sleep. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal's <laughs> pretty good. Uh, he's a little cutie pie as always. Um, as per usual. But the real standout, and I know I can't believe I'm saying this, Aaron Taylor Johnson was the best part of this movie. No, he wasn't. Stop he, pretending. Stop he making was. a joke. It's not even a funny joke. Come on, I, Cody. I'm serious, man. He was <laughs> the, he was the best part of this movie. He's the and most it, wooden actor in the world. It took a lot for me to. It takes a lot for me to say that. It really does. I mean, he was good in um. What's that movie? Godzilla. He no, he was shitty in that. That whole movie was shitty. <laughs> um. No, he was good and kick ass, but that's trust it. me, this is like a this is a, a career changing role for Aaron Taylor Johnson. Really? Yeah, like he's as far as me as a as a film goer, I because of this, I'm going to take him seriously. Because before, oh. yeah, he was in Godzilla, and then he did he was like the bullshit Quicksilver, and he was in Kick Ass. Like he's been this like you know rising kind of. You think he's finally kid. risen? Yeah. But now he's like an actor. Oh, boy. It's like, okay, Aaron Taylor Johnson, you get in a good movie with like a great director and let me see what you can do. Like, show me what you got, basically. Because my, my attention is, he has my attention now. I just, I hope he does something with it. He had my curiosity, now he has my attention. Basically. Um... Again, I don't want to say too much, but there's this little detail about his character, and it kind of comes out of no it 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 both comes out of nowhere and is never explained, but you get it. But you, know? you got it. But you like you really get it. Like he maybe I think this is another uh, reason why Tom Ford is should make more movies. That he's got a really good attention to detail and like telling a story visually, basically uh-huh. without giving it any context for the most part. And he does that because there's a, there's an accessory that Aaron Taylor Johnson's character wears on the left side of his body that they do they bring attention to, but they don't give 100% in it. I think I know what it means, but I might be missing something. And if I am, it's terrifying. So are we talking um, multiple viewings for this one? No, no, I think you'll be able to get it. They do, they hold on it for a considerable amount of time for you to, for you to get it. But, huh. All right. I, I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah. I'm it's very like, excited for that movie. Yeah. This I is. I just had circumstances I need to mm-hmm. wait to see it. So. This reminds me, it's a lot like a Fincher movie. It's, it's, yeah, it's very, it's, it's influenced by Fincher. And I really like that about it. Looks nice too. Looks real good. Might might get a cinematography. I'm not sure. Well, it's not going to win cinematography. Mm, I don't know. Seamus McGarvey d- is doing. Arrival's it. probably going to win, if I had to guess. Mm, I don't think so. But really, you think this is a better looking movie than Ar- Ar- Arrival? I don't know if it's better looking, but I think the cinematography is better. And... It's all the same thing to me. <laughs> okay, that's. I draw mild distinctions, not too many. So you um, think it has a shot. What else do you think is going to be nominated for cinematography? To be honest, Aaron Taylor Johnson might get nominated for an acting. Supporting something. actor? Because I think he got a Golden Globe nom. Oh, so, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, gosh. So, my, my whole world has just been turned upside down. I don't even know what to do. It's a good movie, man. It's a real <laughs> good film. Yeah, it's it's one of those movies that the more I've thought about it, the more I've like liked it, you know? I was like, oh, wow. That, I, I keep – that's the thing with, with movies. I have my first reaction, and then I, I – and I'm pretty, I'm pretty solid with that. But as far as what I like more, it always comes down to what movie am I thinking about a week or a month after I saw it. So, for instance, something like Arrival, I haven't thought that much about it, which is unfortunate because I really liked it. So it's kind of slid down my list. But something like Nocturnal Animals has really, really stuck with me. And it's is, been in your brain the whole time? Yeah, and that's kind of... I put a lot of weight into that because it's not... 
it's not something I mean to do. It's just sometimes my I let my mind wander and it settles on nocturnal animals or something like um, Midnight Special or whatever. I need to watch that again. So because it's on HBO now, Midnight Special is. I might have to give that another go because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's actually let's take a quick look at some of the Golden Globes to see what uh, how we feel about them. Well, I just I I I could, I could care less about the Golden Globes TBH, but it's it is a good indicator of the Oscars. This um, year's um, what do you think this year's uh, totally miscategorized uh, Best Picture? Remember uh, how The Martian was a comedy last year? It was. That's a comedy. It's not a comedy. That's a comedy. That is it's one of the dramedy. funniest movies. That's you know. Hold on, let me look at my letterbox because I I'm. I'm going to make a statement, and I just want to make sure that it's the right statement. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so Marsh. Okay, well, it's not it's not the funniest movie I saw all year, but it's in the top three or four. That's a really funny movie. It, it's – I don't know how funny. It's charming, and call it charming. It's funny. But funny? It's... I don't know. It's just the situation's not very funny. Yeah, but the, the character and how it's written, it's a, it's. I think it's a comedy. I wouldn't go that far. Okay, if I wouldn't. Okay, I won't say it's a straight I mean, up comedy, if, but if I, the director of the movie says it's not a comedy, then it's probably not a comedy. Yeah, I don't know. I there if there's a <laughs> I, I laughed a lot when I saw that movie. That's all I know. And as far as I'm concerned, if you want to call that a drama comedy, then I'm all for it because it's at the end of the day, it is it is a form of dramedy. It's pro- yeah, I was going to say it's pronounced dramedy, not drama comedy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Monster. Uh, but let's take a look at some Golden Globe stuff. So f- they have Best Motion Picture. For drama, it, they have Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. So out of all of those, do you think that Moonlight's going to win? Are you fucking kidding me? Who even keeps calling? Who has a landline? Is, I think at my question. house apparently. Oh, it's done. Okay. Yeah, my mom picked it up. Okay, sorry. Um, where were we? <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. Oh, your editing is going to be fun tonight. Yeah, it's not bad. Cause I, I just look for the spaces. Um, let's take a look at the. Uh... So of those of those nominees of those nominees, um, Moonlight, yeah. As far as dramas go, I think Moonlight would probably be it. If not, Manchester by the Sea is gonna, gonna be the next best. I'm really cool on some of the on some of the um, nominees this year. I, I haven't hmm. both Manchester by the Sea and Moonlight. I've been like, meh. That's weird. Uh, musical or comedy, best motion picture. La La Land's gonna win. Oh, absolutely, me? but that's um, not even a joke. Dead- I haven't even seen it, and I know it's gonna win. Do you know Deadpool's nominated? Oh shit, Deadpool might win. No, it won't. I don't think you don't think comedy musical. They usually, if they can help it, they go with a musical. Oh, because they don't ever <laughs> get musicals. Yeah, um, especially none good musicals. Um, let's see. Yeah, so Deadpool, Flor- Florence Foster Jenkins, La La Land, and Sing Street. So yeah, that'll probably go to La La Land. Because usually, it c- usually comes down to two movies, like in terms of Academy Awards. So I would say this is going to be a battle between La La Land and. Man and uh, Moonlight. So, uh, best perf- performance in a motion picture drama. Uh, let's see: Casey Affleck, Joel Edgerton, and Loving, Andrew Garfield, Hacksaw Ridge, Viggo Mortensen, Captain Fantastic. Oh, I wanted to see that. Hmm. Uh, Dunzel and Fences, and then for musical or comedies, Colin Farrell for The Lobster. That's funny. Really? Yeah. Ryan Gosling. I don't want that to win. Honestly, I didn't like The Lobster that much, but... That'd be cool. Hugh Grant for Florence Foster Jenkins. Jonah Hill for War Dogs. Okay. Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds for Deadpool. That's crazy. Um, Actress in a drama, Amy Adams' rival, Jessica Chastain, Miss Sloan, Isabel Huppert, L. Isabel Huppert, don't know why I said that. Ruth Nega, Loving. That's a really dangerous last name, by the way. (laughs) Like she's a great actress, but oh boy, you can change your last name for us, ah, please. Because <laughs> like people in the south, if you're from the south and pronouncing your name, you're just straight up using the n word, basically. <laughs> Not that you wouldn't, anyways, but you know, um, 
Natalie Portman for Jackie uh, for musical or comedy. Annette Bening, 20th Century Women. Lily Collins, Rules Don't Apply. Ugh, where'd that movie go? Haley Steinfeld, The Edge of 17. Emma Stone, La La Land. And then Obligatory Meryl Streep for Florence Foster Jenkins. Obligatory Meryl Streep. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. Best Supporting Performance in a Motion Picture, Drama, Musical, or Comedy. So these are all bunched together. So I think, basically, this Best Supporting Performance for Men and Women is probably what's going to end up being. Uh, Maher Shala Ali in Moonlight. Jeff Bridges. Is that old? uh... No, that's the guy from the beginning, the gangster. Oh, the, the, okay. Yeah. Jeff Bridges, Hell or High Water. Simon Helberg, Florence Foster Jenkins. Yes, the guy from Big Bang Theory. That's that's Which who one? that is. The I don't know their names. The guy the, with the, the tight nerdy pants one or the... the nerdy one. Come on. Shit. Or the, the... God damn it. The Jew. Um, he's basically the Jewish oh, guy. He's the Jewish guy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dev Patel. He got nominated. For... What was he in? Florence Foster Jenkins. I don't what know. is that fucking movie? It's 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 weird. Watch the trailer and get back to me. It's weird. Dev Patel, Lion, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Nocturnal Animals. First, well, as I sit now, I want Lion. Or maybe Jeff Bridges. No, I would go Jeff Bridges. I think he was great. But if not, uh, Ali would be cool. And then if not, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Just no, really not, go wrong with this one. Not Simon Helberg, please. No. Supporting actress, Viola Davis Fences, Naomi Harris. Why is she a supporting actress? That's weird. Uh, Naomi Harris, Moonlight, Nicole Kidman, Lion, Octavia Spencer, Hidden Figures, Michelle Williams, Manchester by the Sea. Hmm. How what? You said you didn't like that very much. Manchester? Yeah. No. Huh. It was okay. I really wanted to see it. I heard it was just phenomenal. It's not. It's kind of meh. It's, it's okay. Uh, best Director, Damien Chazelle, La La Land. Tom Ford, Nocturnal Animals. Mel Gibson, Hacksaw Ridge. Barry Jenkins, Moonlight. Kenneth Lonergan, Manchester by the Sea. That's probably what it's going to end up being like uh, for the Academy Awards. Maybe you could swap out Mel Gibson and Tom Ford. They might get dropped just because Mel Gibson, do you really want him on a speech or on a stage giving a speech? And then Tom <laughs> Ford, Tom Ford, his movie wasn't as critically acclaimed as others. So they might, you might what see Denis. I'm sorry. I'm not paying attention very much. Tom what, Ford. What did he do? He did Nocturnal Animals. Yeah. Oh. I think you probably you could probably slide in Denny Villeneuve for him. I think, and I think people would be happy. I want him to win because, like you said, like you said once, Arrival is the obligatory sci-fi film. Um, and that's basically a good one though. <laughs> like I, I think uh, I don't know if I go as far as to say it's better than uh, Interstellar. Oh no, no way. No. You don't think so? No. I, don't know, I might go that far. I really liked Arrival. The music, though? Or are we talking oh, about the music. movie? No, I'm just talking in general. Oh, okay, yeah. No, I, I, I definitely like Interstellar more. No, I did enjoy the music. Too. The, the, the music is so much better in Interstellar. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's an interesting category. Best original song. It's usually weak, but recently it's gained some steam. Can't Stop the Feeling from Trolls. So Justin Timberlake. City of Stars, La La Land. Faith from Sing. Have you seen previews for Sting? For Sting? For Sting, I have. Does it look terrible to you, or is it just me? It does. It looks like garbage. But it does. Okay, good. I'm not apparently, it's okay. Gold from Gold. It's apparently a Matthew McConaughey movie. Whatever. And then How Far I'll Go by Mo- from Moana. Ooh. So you're putting, you're putting Justin Timberlake, Justin Hurwitz for La La Land, and against Lin-Manuel Miranda. I think Lynn's gonna get it. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I need to see. Have you heard City of Stars? No, I haven't seen the movie yet. Okay, it's be- I think it's in context. That's a better for that movie. It's better than How Far I'll Go. Actually, they're pretty similar. Come to think of it, how they're using their movies, but that's a tough category. And then lastly, I mean, as of right now, I still haven't seen La La Land. I'm I'm fully expecting La La Land probably to get into my top five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did for me. Uh, best um, animated feature film. We'll end on this Moana. one. Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh no. Moana. My life as a zucchini. Ignore that. Sing. Uh. <laughs> and then Zootopia. Oh, no, those no, are all Finding really... Dory. Wow. Oh wow. 
That's interesting. We got slighted. Poor Pixar. Yeah, jeez. What are they going to do? <laughs> Count their money. And then there's a bunch of TV bullshit or whatever. Uh, so, yeah. And then, so that's kind of how the Golden Globes are shaping up. I would expect, like, 80% of those nominations to get to the Academy. Maybe a, there's always a little bit of a change. When are the Golden Globes uh, taking place? When? Yeah, when? Uh, January 8th, I believe. Oh, that's really close. Yeah. Jimmy Fallon's hosting it. Uh, oh, no. I wonder why he hasn't. He's got to be doing the Oscars pretty soon. What if he doesn't want to do the Oscars? He he does. He's, <laughs> by, like, he's by far the biggest talk show host going right now. Except for maybe <laughs> Ellen. It's close, but... Um, hmm. Because, like, Ellen fans are some of the biggest, like, most rabid fans of anybody I've ever met. Like, you don't just casually enjoy Ellen. You, like, worship at her feet. And that's fine. I'm fine with that. It's just that's it's okay, weird. yeah. Yeah. Just very intense fans. Like, sports fans got nothing on Ellen fans. <laughs> it really, it's intense. So, the Academy Award nominees are announced on January 24th. Jeez, that's, that's later. It's, like, ten days later than last year. Lame. And then the uh, the awards are on February 26th, and I'm sure Josh will uh, be a little crudging and uh, be like, oh, I don't care about the Academy. I don't care about the Academy. Cool. I'm cool. I'm Josh Neal. I'm, I'm cool. I, I don't care. I don't care about stuff. I'm, I'm a cool guy. Um, Is that what he's walking around saying? Basically. Is he walking around the streets of New York saying, I'm a cool hey, guy? Hey, don't you know I'm cool? Yeah, Snapping. I'm a cool guy. Snapping his fingers, you know? You ever heard, he's uh, doing the exact, the, the dance walk. Spider-Man 3. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I think he would he would cry if he heard you say that. He's probably going to hear me say it, so yeah, here well. we are. Oh, well. <laughs> Can't wait to get that drunk Unlike call. Unlike me, he actually listens to this podcast. <laughs> it's game tape. Uh, I think that'll do it for, for tonight's episode. <laughs> game tape. That was funny. <laughs> um, Coming in the future... We're going to do La La Land as soon as we possibly can. I've seen it. Cody's yet to see it, but it's, you know, it's possible fairly soon. So once Josh is able to access it, then we'll jump on because I'm really, I'm really excited to talk about that with you guys. I think one of us is not going to, is not going to be as crazy about it. And I'm pretty sure I know who it is. It's going to be Josh, right? Maybe. I think so. We'll see. We'll say, see. Maybe he loves know it. How I love musicals. Yeah, he loves so. Demon Chazelle, so he'll probably just love it to love it, you know, because it's his boy, which is cool. He's a great director. I'll, I'll say this. I I like it from if Josh is really going to hate this. From a f- movie perspective, <laughs> I like it more than Whiplash, but from a film perspective, I think I like Whiplash more. Ooh, wow. This is much more of a movie than a film. Whereas really? Whiplash is like a film. You know? Film, film, this too. Is like... Not as much of a movie. But. <laughs> Can't, I'll pull that on him during our episode. So. <laughs> He's going to uh, hate it. Until next time, as always, you can follow us at underscore RealFlix on the Twitter. Be sure to leave a five star iTunes review. Uh, and until then, Cody, take it easy, my friend. Have a good one. We see people come. See people go This particular diamond Is extra special I know you might be gone And the world may not know Still I see a celestial